that's a hard thing to do is like getting that voice out there and really like finding it yeah. you know i like that's that's my biggest struggle is like how do i find the right thing to say and i think like as the years go on i'm getting closer yeah like i think there are things where i'm like this is like what i want to say now uh or this is like what i want to make i guess um that's the kicker, I but think. But it's still, like, it's not 100%. You know, I'm still, like, trying to figure out how to, you know, mm -hmm. do that. It's so hard. I don't know how, I don't know how, like, young people, no, I say young people, meaning, like, people in their 20s. I don't know how, like, filmmakers in their 20s are able to come out with, like, such a strong voice, like, immediately. Right? Like, I just, yeah, it's I just crazy. don't, yeah, it's like, how do you get that strong voice? And I've been... I've been working so hard to just try and find it. Y you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Finding your voice is is wicked hard, and like, you only kind of Harry do it by. You only kind of like <laughs> do it by doing it. You know what I mean? You only kind of yeah. find it yeah. by like doing it. By doing, yeah. Kind of, it's. It is. It's really rare and impressive when someone just comes out and is like twenty one, rocks this film that's like. I knew exactly yeah. what my voice was like. It's it's not a common thing, so it's not common at all. But I am finding it. I'm finding it more and more. I'm finding what really interests me and how I want to approach things. Um, even being on set more recently, just seeing it, just like you know, it's interesting not to run a set. I, typically, I'm at the you know, I'm p putting stuff yeah. together, and in this case, I'm not. So it's really interesting to kind of be on that side. It is it is weird. I don't know if I like it. I don't. I'm with you there because like, like when I do like the editing for for someone, like I love doing it and it's fun to like try and get their voice because it's you know oftentimes it's so different than mine and they're into like things like you know like crossfades or something. You know? <laughs> um, and I'm just like kind of not really. I mean I like crossfades, but I think other people are into them more than I am. So. When I'm sitting there and they're like, well, let's just try a crossfade here. And I try it and it's like, well, I would never do this, but this actually works pretty well here. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's like, it, it, it's weird when you're trying to like match someone else's voice, but I think it's good practice because there's so many other voices out there. Yeah. It's a good, it's, there's a sort of a give and take process, if you will, for where it's kind of like you do things to kind of test what your voice is, but it's always good to see how other people do it as a reflection to see whether your voice like matches that. So right, like seeing right. how someone else will direct yeah. is a good way to see, you know, whether there's things you want to do or don't want to do or how you want to approach things. So like for me, it's just been a good like reflecting experience of like, you know, I see that and I see that in myself and I don't necessarily want to do that or I do want to do that. And like, I don't know. It yeah. is. There's a give and take for it, but I, I certainly like being the director more than. You know what I mean? There's something about that position that that appeals to me more than the other ones. I like lighting a lot. I like cinematography. I don't like to edit as much, but I. I mean. Yeah, it's it's weird. I kind of like. I like both for different reasons, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. like I like directing. Probably that's my favorite. Because like it's like your project you know yeah. it's like you know but there is something kind of freeing about like being the guy that doesn't have to worry about every single thing you know what i mean yeah so then yeah. you can focus on your one thing that you're there for 
which is kind of cool. Yeah, the responsibility I mean? of the pr- production is on that one piece, not right. everything. Yeah, right. Um, which is kind of cool. Um, and and you get to be the expert. Yeah, you know, like the because the director, you know, they're and you know making sure it all glues together in in a cool way. But you get to be like the smart person who's like, hey, this would work really well like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or why don't we? Like, I know you want it this way, but how about this way? Yeah, you know totally. what I mean? You get to be that person that actually is kind of doing the work, yeah. uh, which I, I really appreciate. And that's, like, the hard part because, like, everybody works it differently. So depending on, like, what type of director you're working with, like, that relationship can change. But mm-hmm. it's still it's still, it's still, still freeing in a way, no matter what. You know what I mean? If you're with a director right. that's super controlling, it's still you're still kind of free you know uh, like but if you're with someone that's like just kind of this like hey man i you're you're on my set for a reason just do your thing and yeah then you're then you know that you're more free but at the same time there's like added pressure on top of that because you're like well shit i don't want to let him down you know (laughs) so it's like you can't really win when you're not the director in a way you know what i mean because yeah it's always a lot losing yeah. yeah it's an uphill but the battle but then as a director you're just kind of like you're you have everything on your shoulders so it's like if one thing fails it's kind of on you, <laughs> you know? right that's really it's really curious in in some of the projects i've done for in in advertising just like the wide variety of different types of project setups like sometimes they give me nothing and they're like here create make it you know and then other times it's like all right we want a pan wipe over here we want the type to come in from the top to the bottom and slam in in this way. Sometimes they'll mm-hmm. even tell me, maybe not the keyframe times, but like the type of keyframe they want. Like they'll they'll say like, hey, we don't want just like a straight keyframe. We want a, a, uh, a, a I don't even know how to say it, but it's Bezier keyframe or whatever, mm-hmm. where it's like eases, it like eases into yep. it. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's so weird that <laughs> variety because it's like in the end like it's the same work but it those things feel so di- like the massage different parts of your brain yeah uh you know one is marching orders the other is like cut like make something and it's it's weird yeah it's it's really hard that's one thing i found out it's hard for me to do follow marching orders when it comes to creative shit like that's why I think I well, like because it's not it's not creative at yeah. all. It's 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 basically like just do just go through the steps. Yeah. It's like a math problem. Because I end up you know? just flustering myself if like if I'm like, you know, stuck in like a, a certain thing that I have to do and I can't branch out of it. You know what I mean? Then you get right. like flustered and then like simple things start becoming like hard. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Bezier keyframes. I like the I like that look. It really helps doing that when you control the motion more instead of having something just come in and just like yeah, land. it just eases in. Yeah, but and sometimes we'll I'll do this thing where I'll do it the opposite. So like instead of easing, like as it's coming in, it'll ease its way in and then slam in, mm-hmm. sort of a thing. Yep. And that that was a that was a popular move with the with a lot of the lottery stuff that I did. There was one guy there who really likes that look <laughs> uh so that was like anytime type comes in that's how it came in like every single time <laughs> when doing the lottery stuff is pretty funny well he likes what he likes i guess <laughs> yes that is true 
All right, this is the back-to-back -back happy hour, our opportunity to talk about anything we want related to film. And my phone's going off. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm your host, Keith. This is Byron. I'm Jacob. And did you make only two of the three? I meant to ask this before, but two of the three <laughs> um, lists? Two of the three lists. Oh, yes. Yes, okay. yours I haven't made. Oh, okay, cool. I just didn't know if I had missed. I that will make it. Nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a fun episode. Our our twenty eighteen uh, top ten, top episode. ten watched films in twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was our last one. Definitely check it out if you have not listened to it yet. That's uh, kind of yeah. a, a good way to end the year. Um, and start the new one. And start the new one for sure, for sure. <laughs> Start it out right. Watch. It's another thirty films to watch if you hadn't seen any of them that were on the list, which is. Or you could just skip uh, Keith and Byron's list and just do mine. <laughs> you could. You know, so that way it's just ten films. That is a legitimate option to do. You uh, and the, won't and like they're guaranteed much, to be good. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Jacobs does have more of a variety than everybody else's. I think. That's true. Because that I don't think true. we had like anything like. Mine was fairly varied. I, think. I mean, I think mine was varied too, but like, I think the mine gamut, was the most varied. The gamut I make of a, like, the gamut of just like ratings alone. I had a lot of horror <laughs> on mine. Yeah, I mean, I watch horror. What can I say? I, <laughs> I make a, I make, I make a point to get the variety in there. You know, K yeah, Lawrence. I mean, K Lawrence. What? <laughs> What? Did you just say Phil Lawrence? I said okay, Lawrence. Because <laughs> I know okay, Lawrence, Lawrence and Rabia was on there, so. Oh, yeah, that was number two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, no, yeah that, that is a solid devout movie. Lawrence CA. Yeah, it's a good I movie. had uh, The Sacrifice and Jinro on there. They're pretty. That's true. Pretty and I, I am so happy that The Sacrifice made at least one of you guys' top ten. Like, that is so, yeah. that, that, that warms my heart. I knew it would be on Keith because that one really spoke to him, even though he struggled through it. That was funny. It was it was a struggle? I, I do want to rewatch it here soon, just so I can Sweet, yeah. see how it feels on a second time around. Um, I know you guys want to talk about Bandersnatch, uh, but before you get too deep into that, because I don't, I haven't seen it, so I don't have a ton to say about it. So I'll let cool. you guys just kind of <laughs> ramble on. We will uh, ruin it for you. Oh, that's fine. I don't care about that Perfect. part. Um, tell you how it ends <laughs> i feel like knowing how black mirror shows ends doesn't really ruin the experience of no no it doesn't the show no there's something about that show that it, it's definitely about the whole episode yeah like you can't just show one part to like a friend who's like you want to see like what black mirror is about i'll show you a part you can't you have to show them like a whole episode because even if you do you have to be like wait what how did what right. do you mean how did it even get there yeah yeah and then you'll have to find out how it actually got to that yeah. point you know right the writing is 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 all about like the progression which mm -hmm. is cool and it's like super smart yeah it really it is. is yeah it really is and there's like these these it's it's kind of like a mystery like all of them are like mystery films in a, in a way and they're it's like the the uh, you get these keys and you have to like solve the thing by the end yeah it's kinda like, and everything's like set up to like help you solve it yeah it's like the know? modern day equivalent to like the twilight zone in a way but it's yeah. it's all about like modern 
or like technology, technology yeah. and exactly. it's just, yeah, well, hence Black Mirror too. Like, so it's just perfect. I don't know. It's yeah, awesome. I love <laughs> I love Black Mirror. Uh, just like that idea. Yeah. When watching Black Mirror. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm right. I'm here watching. Because <laughs> I, right. I love the, the the credits on every single episode are exactly the same, where it's just black with like the white title in like the simplest you know yeah like font ever and it but yeah. you see yourself in the tv for a brief moment as the title is there you yeah, know which right. is just like ah oh, so awesome <laughs> yeah dude my my tv i don't i don't mean to brag but it's perfect tv for black mirror because it's a plasma tv and that shit's hella reflective oh uh, yeah you know so if it's nighttime it looks beautiful but during the day it's like oh it's a little bit reflective um so it's perfect for black mirror because it it really bounces you know that light off of it so (laughs) you can really see yourself it's nice um well before we before you jump too far into that though uh i started to watch the show collateral that's also a netflix show the one with carrie mulligan leading it i want to see that um it's really interesting because and you know in like drive she's like kind of meek and quiet yeah she's not (laughs) (laughs) she's like fucking hard ass like coming in strong um and i didn't get a chance to finish it but what i did want to talk about was an interesting idea that i had never thought about but actually is really smart and it's kind of playing off that episode of uh haunting of hill house that i watched where it was all like long takes and stuff but in collateral there's like this one long take that happens in the first episode there which is just an exploration of a crime scene oh cool but it just shows like the chaos that occurs during that time and so she's kind of like hitting all these elements of like people and that you'd talk to and like things you'd see and stuff but it's all just done like in this cool kind of long take and i didn't never never really thought about that as like a methodology to explore a scene like you know because a lot of times you'll cut into a close-up people's reaction you know you'll you'll look you'll want a close-up of the detective kind of solving things in his head and you know close up of the body yeah. or whatever and like just there's lots of editing that happens you know i think sherlock is a good example where there's just lots of editing around each scene definitely but just to take a moment and just be like no when you're there there's a lot going on yeah. so and as a viewer you're taking it in kind of as like her exactly that's kind of cool yeah and you have to be stuck with like each kind of like person yeah. you know like so you're stuck with that. the witness you're stuck with the guy that's in charge of the yeah. scene or whatever it exactly. is that's cool yeah, so <clears throat> Netflix, their shows, there's these long takes that they're pulling off in some of these shows is, is really impressive. So, And I, uh, excuse me, I wrote about the Haunting of Hill House episode um, for anyone who cares or is interested in that one. But that was, I want to go back and rewatch just that episode. Like, I finished the whole series and it was pretty good. That one episode, dude, was like. Now, is that show, is like each episode its own story? No. Damn it. So I have to watch all of it. Too. <laughs> but it is a pretty limited series. Okay. I think. According to Mike Flanagan, who was kind of the showrunner and director, he was like, you could, I suppose, do a second season, but in his, as far as he's concerned, the story of that family has yeah. been told. Okay. In that. So, you know, hmm. you know that there's like a an end there. Because I've only much. honestly heard good things about that show. Dude, but every episode is good, though. So, like, I should, I need to really... Just check it out. Well, the only, okay, so every episode was good, but I feel like the episode right after number six, which is the one that I was like my just, favorite yeah. one, it just, number six was so good that the <laughs> next one was kind of like 
Uh, just yeah. give me the other it one again. It couldn't yeah. live up to it. It couldn't. Yeah, you kind of have to take <laughs> yeah. a break right there and be like, okay, I'm going to watch it. Like, I'm going to start yeah. again tomorrow or something. Like, right. it's like True Detective, so the good. first season was kind of like that. There's that, like, I think it's episode seven where mm-hmm. you have that crazy long take in the, at the end and it's just, everything is so good. And the next episode, you feel like, is this going to ride that? It's a great episode, but it doesn't. It doesn't exactly. So hmm. it's it's still a great episode, like TV wise. It's like phenomenal, but compared to that one, it's just exactly. like ah. And I even mentioned that too because it reminded me of that take, like, and oh, it's ambition basically. Yeah. Oh god, because this that so. episode was so. This episode in haunting uh, haunting of Hill House was so ambitious. Oh, so ambitious, dude. Like. It's just the I'm way the camera moves. The is, is a well, now I want to watch this because uh, you've talked about this episode six before. Yeah, you could. Now you really almost watch could it. watch the episode out of out of context and still get it because there's not a lot. There is a lot of plot, but it's it's so tropic, right? Yeah, like it's very tropic. Like the plot that occurs happens. It's all stuff that's like really. Um, it's like centralized on this very short period of time, mm. basically where the whole family just is finally together in one room. Oh, cool! That you can like, you still understand what's going on. Yeah, they make it very they don't, <laughs> they they make it very obvious what's going on. Um, and then the show, the whole show, is just cut back and forth between the past and the future, and uh. it's just kind of you get a little bit of that, but it's not the you, the stuff you learn in it doesn't necessarily effect that I mean? particular I, episode right. yeah, yeah like you can watch out of context and I'll, I, I'll definitely just check out the whole show this, it sounds good enough I mean, everybody loves the show so i'm gonna have to just it's pretty creepy it. it's a show that actually kind of stuck in my head just the, the oh, horror so, image so it has a good it. like tone and stuff to oh yeah it. oh okay yeah, then i'll good. definitely check oh, no, it out the tone is crazy oh sweet cool um, my, my wife lo- loved that show i'm pretty yeah. sure she finished it but she was a huge fan i didn't watch that one with her um, Sweet. but I, I do, I, I, I love those like bold choices made in, in shows or in, in any sort of like, especially if it's like one special episode, mm-hmm. you know, big reason why I love Bojack Horseman is because in one episode in each season, they do something bonkers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the most recent season, they had one episode that was an, an uh, it was just one monologue. And it was 22 minutes long, and it was <laughs> Whoa, Bojack what? giving a eulogy oh, uh, to, some, yeah, yeah. to a uh, someone who died. And it was like, this is the fucking coolest thing in the world. And they've done other weird shit like that too. Like they had uh, one that was that did the opposite of the monologue thing. He goes uh, to an underwater city and uh, can't talk because he's underwater and he tries and he goes through this whole journey (laughs) without saying a word and it's the best episode of that season huge Um, journey too like it's crazy huge journey huge (laughs) life-changing events that he goes through Uh, like huge impact on his psyche uh and everything and what what i love about that show is he goes through something like that every single episode and then when the episode when the next episode happens he's just right back where he was (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of the best that show is genius Actually, genius. I listened to a, a podcast recently about the artist who'd made the theme song for it. Because <laughs> um, one of the dudes the, is uh, the drummer for um, Black Key, the Black Keys. Yeah. Oh, no way. Him and his uncle. Yeah. And the song that, that, they, that's, that was used in the episode wasn't actually made for the episode. <laughs> it was a song that they had just made. Yeah. It was like he had like just set up kind of a new studio 
and he talked about his process about layering sounds and how they came up with all the sounds and stuff and then he kicked it off to his uncle who started to add in the sax and like layered in Ooh. some other stuff kicked wow. it back over to him and then he kind of mixed it all down <laughs> and then they they it's like a four and four and a half minute song or something three and a half minute song and then they cut it obviously for the bojack thing wow but how he like got all those pieces together was really interesting and then but at another level of how bojack is like oh and then the exec one of the executive producers how they got their whole mindset for bojack was like when they were pitching the show was like well what would be our ideal for this show like <laughs> for all the characters for all the people whatever like who would be it and they were like oh you know like will arnett for bojack so they just contacted yeah. arnett's people and they were like sure and <laughs> just every person that they wanted for it they were just they just threw a hail mary and was like yeah. let's get them and oh then they got them awesome. and the same thing he's like i've been such a big fan of the black keys and like i wonder if you know they yeah. just make music so he got in contact and then it happened just that he had mixed <laughs> that song and they're like sure you can totally use it like wow. oh my they gosh are just, that's awesome whatever man it's a, it just sounds like a dream it. though you know what i mean a total like, dream like <laughs> total dream it's totally rare it's stuff yeah. like that just doesn't happen but wow. just goes to show i mean that show now you see it and you're like damn this is like one of the smartest shows like I have to pretty check much it out. ever I made. Haven't, I haven't yeah. seen it yet. Oh man, it's one of the best comedies on, uh, or as far as a animated comedies on television right now. Oh yeah, I, started, and in, yeah. I mean, in, in general, it's definitely up. In, there. in general, it is, in my opinion, one of the best. Yeah, I gotta check that. I started um, Big Mouth. It was kind of funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, need to, I need to check out Bojack. Big Mouth is all right. I gotta, I gotta watch that show. Big Mouth <laughs> is one of is a nice one to throw on. When yeah, you don't really care. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like I just kind of was in the mood of just like not, just not. You know, I was just doing other things and like let's throw something animated on. I was just in that mood and it was so ridiculous and dumb, but it was funny. <laughs> I think Bojack is isn't a show you can just turn on because it's too depressing. You know, it's like it's so like melancholic See, uh, I should, I'd love so it it's like really hard to just like have on in the background for me yeah. at least i like it as a background show because it's ways once you watch it all the way through like you should take the time to actually watch it but once you, you do can just that, toss it on in the background and after. it's one of those ones where you jump in at any point and it's kind of awesome yeah <laughs> wherever you jump yeah. in that's true that's fair especially like the drug bender episode <laughs> where he and uh uh what's the fuck what's her name the child actress um oh yeah when they go on this like crazy drug bender for like the whole fucking episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he finds out that there's like this like heroin lsd type drug that's named after him <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's, i forgot about that that's a classic uh, oh my gosh cool that uh but yeah amazing. so kind of going along this netflix train um Tell me about this interactive show that's on Netflix. Yeah, uh, so it's called Bandersnatch, and it's um, all over the internet for some people. Um, it's definitely all over the internet. Not as much as Bird's Bird Box. <laughs> not as much as Bird bird Penis, whatever that show is called. What is this Bird Box <laughs> challenge thing that people are... I, I just saw I that like, a second ago, and I was like... It's so stupid. Do I want to know? I haven't seen the movie, uh, but from the premise of the movie, like you, what what they see right is like their worst nightmare. 
Yeah. And shit. Yeah. So I what think, you see is what you get. Yeah. So I think the challenge. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I think the challenge is like people blindfolding themselves. But I don't know exactly in what context, like doing they, stupid I don't, shit they, or like. It says the rules are you put a blindfold on and attempt to do your everyday tasks. Oh, <laughs> well, that's dumb. They they should have a goal. Like it should be like, it should be like put a blindfold on and g- try to order uh, uh, Taco Bell. You know, it should be like something, like like try to go through a drive-through. No, that'd be dangerous. Go into fast food. <laughs> Or get, go get an ice cream cone or something. Well, because it's only a matter of time before the first people, like, block out all their windows and then try to drive yeah. down the street. Yeah. And then using their, like, car <laughs> beeper thing to not hit stuff. Oh. <laughs> beep, beep. Oh, yeah. God. It's dumb because um, there are people who exist and live their lives and are entirely blind so so it's not really that unique it's really not it's really not that special God people do it, this dude. all people have been doing this for thousands and thousands and thousands of years people um, born like post 2000 are fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> goodbye the rest of our listeners <laughs> like, bye-bye okay to, to be fair obviously i'm being facetious uh, at the same time, I feel like these are the same people who are like, oh, that lady from Bird Box, when Sandra Bullock has been like, you know, yeah. a successful that's, actress since like right. the 80s. That's so like, true. It's like, wait a second. Yeah. She's literally like, when I was in high school, I was uh, working at a movie theater and there was a Sandra Bullock movie, um, one of her worst movies, all about Steve, I think. That sounds um, right. But uh, it was out and... Uh, I got reprimanded by a uh, movie patron who was like, who she was pissed that I couldn't name Sandra Bullock off the top of my head because she was <laughs> like Sandra Bullock was so famous, and that was when I was in high school. That was that was uh, that was ten years ago. So, I mean, come on, like she's been around. How it's rare that a, that an actor exists this long. It's right? Crazy. Yeah. Totally. It's crazy. And like. I get that she hasn't had, like, a huge heyday or been in the spotlight as much as, like, you know, 90s, early 2000s. But uh, but Gravity, that was a huge For movie. sure. There, she's definitely been in, like, movies, though. Like, Gravity, and she's been in, like, you know, comedies and stuff to Ocean's keep things going. But, yeah. but, like, you know, it's kind of crazy that She just, did have a heyday before. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and now she's having a... Bird of the day. You know, the early bird gets the worm. Oh, Jesus. And oh. she got started early. That's why That's why she's... She's uh, getting the worm late. Yeah, that's why she's getting the worm late, too. Uh, obviously, play. I'm being facetious about the age thing. You know, don't take that seriously. Right. But it's also true. If you do take it seriously, Fucking you're probably stupid. an idiot. All of you. <laughs> really, I think it should be just all people born. Are fucking stupid. <laughs> That's true too. It's true too. Except our listeners. All right. Spread the word. <laughs> Bandersnatch. If you listen to this podcast, you're not stupid. <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> that was the worst That's plug the weirdest ever. plug ever. <laughs> the worst plug ever. Um, all right. Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, it's It was weird. 
is a weird experience. Well, we, have we described have we described it to them like what 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 it what it is? Oh yeah, so it's it's like a uh, choose your own adventure, um, Black Mirror uh, style uh, movie, um, and you basically, as you're watching, you get this little prompt, or right before you watch, you you get this prompt that says. Hey, uh, you're gonna have to click buttons during this film, mm-hmm. okay. and um, it gives you an example. And you basically have 10 to 15 seconds to uh, make a choice, and then the character does that choice. Um, so it's kind of uh, you know like going back to those uh, old you know, like choose your own adventure novels that you probably read in elementary school um, and then never picked up ever again because they're kind of lame <laughs> um but there are some good ones uh, that are that are good for um you know if if you're a younger adult but that i don't think they have hit like a um larger audience outside of that like i i don't really have you guys read one that's been for like an older no person? i don't think so mostly ya stuff i'm sure they exist but i have i'm not. sure they exist but they're not as probably a, the only ones I ever read were Goosebumps. Choose your own. You know what I mean. You'd do like right. a, you'd read the whole page, and then at the bottom it'd be like go to page whatever to to do that or whatever. Right. And then I would, I'd always hold my hand on the page and then go read it and then go back and then go to the other option <laughs> and then go yeah. read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that's the only time you ever need uh, sticky notes. Yeah, right. And <laughs> you never have them when you're reading. Them. <laughs> You need more fingers, like the guy from, uh, fuck, the guy, you know, the guy typing from, uh, not under the skin, but the other one. What is the, what's that anime? Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, yes, Ghost in the Shell. You know, when he spreads out his fingers, it's like, that's what Jacob remembered from that movie. (laughs) That's all you need. Uh, The multi-fingers, yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so this is it's a Black Mirror show, so it's it's similar to that Twilight Zone uh, kind of style show, and I I thought it integrated pretty well um, with like the Black Mirror um, style in 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 the choices that you're making, and really the whole premise of it is that the main character starts to realize that someone else is making choices for him. Um, oh, that's cool. And that's kind of the the film that, that kind of unfolds. And um, I think most people early on will make the first mistake that sends you to the end of the film. Um, I don't know if you did, Byron, but there, but there is one choice at the very beginning. Should we just so say spoilers for this before we go too far? I don't care. Uh, I don't I, mind I wasn't, spoilers, but... We'll just say sp- spoilers when... Or I'll just say. I mean, there's five different there. endings, so it's kind of like. Oh, okay. I believe I've seen them all, from what I've researched. Oh, okay. so yeah, I don't, and I think they're all it, pretty easy to get to. They are, and you can um, the the film will play back a bunch of them mm-hmm. after you finish. So like you'll you'll be allowed to go back, but I don't. You're not allowed to see all of them. You have to actually go back and replay if you want to um, go see the rest. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, there's some cool Easter eggs in there. I haven't seen all of those yet, but yeah, nice. So there's this choice you can make at the beginning that'll send you to the end. 
Um, yeah, it'll like, well, you know how like you hit a roadblock. So like in any um, choose your own adventure, there's a chance that like you cho- make the wrong choice and your character will die or something like mm-hmm. that. So like there's a lot of that in this. Oh, okay. Um, and you learn that early on. Uh, but then they also have these little um, triggers in the show as well that like these special scenes that if you you can skip over them by accident but if you hit them then it means you get more options later to uh to advance um so you know that's about making the right choice but you don't know that you made the wrong choice because the film just keeps going yeah but there are like special scenes that give you um special abilities and they like you'll hear the character repeat what um what they said in the hidden scene to help you with like the new scene oh interesting yeah so it'll like it'll influence your choice and they'll actually replay the voiceover if you've unlocked if you if you like unlock that secret scene sort of a thing so it's kind of interesting that is interesting um when the options pop up does it kind of like stop it doesn't stop it I mean, it does stop, uh, but it doesn't. Like, the film keeps rolling, uh, but you... The characters just kind of just sit there and wait for a minute. It doesn't look... It it doesn't... It doesn't... It's natural. That makes sense. Does it make a selection for you if you don't choose? Like, we'll just select the first thing that's highlighted. It'll... Yeah, it'll default to one of them. But, like, the... Like, some of them are more clunky than others. Like, there's one time where he, like, main character, like, picks up, um, a, like, two CDs. And it, it just, like, if it weren't in this film, he'd be looking at those CDs for way too long. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you've oh, got to cut okay. away from that. Oh, you know what I, I mean? See, but, yeah. but in the, because you're choosing for him, um, it kind of gives you that, like, 10 seconds to, like, pick. Um, what you want so it doesn't like pause the film but in the editing they got creative with timing in order to um, you know do so so like that would be like really awkward in a regular film but in this film it works because like you need you have to have the time you you know what I mean yeah Yeah, it never took me out of what was actually going on if anything it was like okay let's see where this goes like it may it didn't my brain was still working so I didn't feel like I wasn't it wasn't I didn't feel like I was playing a game or anything you know what I mean it was like I mean in a way but not really like it was like I was experiencing a film but right but it it didn't like I was aware that I was watching a film but it didn't take away from the experience of that because I'm already no matter what film I'm watching I'm already doing that at least me you know what I mean so Right. It it was actually pr- a pretty cool experience, way better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be kind of maybe a little corny, which I was af- I'm af- I was afraid to admit because I'm such a Black Mirror fan that you know because yeah. it's a big big risk for them really, you know, because if yeah. it failed, like <laughs> then their TV show might not be as popular for the next season. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it it is really interesting and i i like thematically how it kind of um works with the with the many endings that you get yeah it's pretty meta it, too it's very yeah it's very meta for <laughs> for a number of reasons um uh, a number of endings are go beyond meta <laughs> you know um 
and uh yeah i don't know i guess it's it's it was just a weird experience that really you could only get on netflix so you can't get it you can't get this in the movie theater you can only really get it like on these video streaming platforms and And it just seems like a great way to like show off like how that like technology can be used for for films in like a very specific kind of way yeah and like not every device has the ability to to play bandersnatch um so like i normally watch netflix through my amazon fire stick Mm -hmm. um but my amazon fire stick does not allow me to watch bandersnatch through the the netflix app but netflix was very aware of this issue so like you can go on your cell phone you can go on your computer you can go on another smart tv or whatever it is and there'll be in almost every home a option to watch it so what i had to do was i watched it through my xbox s so i just downloaded the netflix app on my xbox and actually i think when i watch netflix from now on i'm just gonna go through my xbox because the graphics were actually better too like like the the, the image that i was getting was actually just a little bit better so i was like oh shit i'm glad i did this um so that was kind of cool um and like i guess netflix had to really completely change their entire streaming um how they stream movies for this because normally like when you stream a movie obviously they have like a buffer like cache or whatever that in case like the power went out or some technical error happened you can still watch it for a period of time and then it will kick back in and you know keep doing it well for a choose your own adventure thing they don't they don't know what you're going to choose right so they have to buff up like more this is like simple terms but like you know like so they had to completely change their entire system of how they stream um for just this movie which is pretty cool um and it had never been done before um so it just yeah so i just can't imagine like the the time and money that they had to do just to do that just to release a a film of theirs which is dope like right you you don't picture like warner brothers like completely changing you know how they run you know marketing or something for a film that's going to come out a particular way you know what i mean i don't know it's kind of cool it is it is cool it, and it's cool that they kind of went all out yeah. for it cuz you could I could easily see this film not be the kind of um choose your own adventure like you could I could easily see it as as a regular one um but the fact that it I feel like that what kind of allows it to exist is because it's from Black Mirror you, you know yeah. like just like that is that choose your own adventure um type just works so well with like the theme of of the movie yeah um so yeah i mean i feel like it's it's just the smart people making smart choices (laughs) so one thing i'm curious about then as a means to the future because this seems like netflix testing out this as something to grow and become the new way of of it's not it's not even new but but for them kind of creating content that is interactive because like games have been doing this before where it's choose your own adventure and with uh live action acted scenes or whatever right like mass effect or uh heavy rain 
Mm-hmm. Well, no, really I'm talking about one. live action, like people actually acting out scenes. You know, a lot of these, there's some like drama games and like dating games or something where like, oh sure, depending on whatever scene you choose, it'll show you that'll then play out of yeah. actual actors doing it or whatever. So it's not like a right. new concept, but for Netflix, obviously, they're treating it like it's this brand new thing. So. Is it something that's going to catch on, do you think? Is it something that you could see Netflix pouring more money into creating original shows like Arrested Development, but choose your own what happens to the Bluth family, basically? Mm. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see it catching on because I don't know if filmmakers are... I don't think filmmakers are interested in making stuff like that uh, regularly. Um, I think it is kind of more of a piece that just works like that. I, I do, however, at the same time, I do think Netflix is looking at that and is like, hey, there's uh, we can figure out how people think. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Because, like, they, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, Good they point. can probably <laughs> record... Um, how many people choose how, certain options. Yeah, which, yeah, like, what's the most sought after choice um well they've already done that because they released some of that stuff already while they're testing it all out so i guess like they've come out with most people's experience will be a roughly 90 minutes long when they watch it the shortest they ever got was 40 minutes and the longest was two and a half hours which is kind of which is interesting that is interesting so like Um, they are definitely you know (laughs) <laughs> they're they're well, they're it, looking. <laughs> it's so it's interesting because um like as as a you know, as a filmmaker, it it would it would be interesting to really get in depth with like what an audience uh thinks they want cuz that is like what it is. Yeah. You know, it's like here's what the audience thinks um that they want. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's good to like know what that is, especially if you're going to send it the other the other direction i feel like i think yeah i feel like it won't really catch on except for like a few directors i think there are some directors that are going to be obviously gra- like gravitate towards it you know what i mean because like they that's just the type of filmmaker they are you know but i think in the long run i still like i don't picture like martin scorsese and christopher nolan and you know like wanting to oh, no. do that was, type of film yeah. True. But I could see like Guillermo del Toro doing one because he he so badly wants to do a, a video game. You know, I can see is, filmmakers who like want to do video games doing something like this. Yeah, because there there are a definite like type of filmmaker though that like they like to branch out and with multimedia and do different sort of things. You know, I picture like James Franco being interested in doing something like that. You know, I mean, right. but like Alejandro Gonzalez and Urachi, you know, he did The Revenant, and then at the same time he was working on his VR project. You know, this 30-minute VR film that he did that was only played at the Cannes Film Festival like two years ago or a year ago. So, like, there are big filmmakers that are branching out doing these different sorts of film. And I I feel like VR is going to be more what people are going to be gearing towards instead of this. But I feel like... I feel like Netflix... Would, will probably come out with like a TV show or something version of kind of like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I feel like this isn't the last we're going to see of this sort of like storytelling, but I don't think it's going to catch on like 3D did. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> but 
is still fun. I mean, the director of this, uh, David Slade, you know, he's, you know, he's, he did Hard Candy, which he was an independent film, and it was pretty big, and then he did the first or second um, Twilight film. So he's definitely a, a filmmaker that... I think it was the third one. The third one. So, like, he's definitely a filmmaker that's done the independent thing. He's done the the studio thing, and now he's doing the Netflix thing. So, obviously, he's a filmmaker that's interested in telling and working in different ways. So I feel like this sort of thing is going to attract those type of filmmakers, but I don't think that's the majority of filmmakers. You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) No, I think, I think you're totally right. And I think this like choose your own adventure thing works just like for this film only. (laughs) Yeah. It's so black mirror that it's so, that it's, it is so perfect. I mean, what I really want to know if this was Netflix's idea or if this was the creators of Black Mirror approaching Netflix saying is this doable and I feel like that's maybe the op that's probably what happened you know what I mean that's I really because Netflix is so easy to um get to say yes on I mean not that they're just like total pushovers right but they're they're, they have this reputation of like they'll really hear anyone and what their idea is and really actually you know take it and chew on yeah they're the the, they're the a24 of like streaming services (laughs) you know (laughs) what i mean like uh, they're they're down for the vision of the artists you know and they try they tight they try and take a step back and then because of that they actually get recognition for it (laughs) yeah yeah exactly i mean it does Um, seem like that people are searching for like what do you how do you keep them interested how do you keep people on netflix you know yeah People right. left cable to go to Netflix, and people will leave Netflix to go to the next thing. So, how does Netflix keep them around? Well, yeah. Could, I mean, keeping things interactive and fresh and changing and people talking about yeah. it all the time is a good way to, like, keep it going, right? Pe- I mean, yeah, video people games like, are huge, so. People like new shit, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, I, f- I fear that where Netflix will go with this is make a video game adaptation tv show it mm. as an interactive thing you know but i don't i don't like necessarily want that <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i don't know like that seems weird but also like just play the game like why would you why do you need this middleman well, that's what i'm saying yeah it's like it seems like it could turn into this like merging of the worlds which to me seems really pointless like, I like to watch things or I like to play things. I don't... I mean, video games already be, are kind of cinematic, right? Like, yeah. a lot of the popular ones this last year, like God of War, was like... Cinematic was the word that was thrown around for right. it like, the whole time. Well, it, yeah, because it's all one shot mm-hmm. in that... It is. In that show. And yeah. so, like, it's... I don't know. It seemed, video games have always been trying to push that side of things. Cutscenes, cinematic, you know, yeah. stuff like that. But do we need to go... I mean, just with how prolific video game culture yeah. is right now, are people looking to have interactive movies? I don't know. And I mean, I think I, the, I think the ultimate is VR, right? Because in a way, that's that's like, you know what I mean? Like it's in a way, it's a game, right? I mean, you, you have yeah. to put on like a set, you know. And I mean, VR VR is a game. I mean, you play yeah. games. Yeah, time to be in. Yeah. So I feel like that. And I feel like this Choose Your Adventure story would suit well for VR. Well, you're in your suit. Mm-hmm. You go up to, you know, you're in an elevator. You go up, you go down, you know, like sort of thing. And 
no matter what whatever you what works something will happen depending on what you whatever you choose i mean i feel like you know you'll get the sensation that you're going up you know the butterflies in your stomach right. going up or down or you mm-hmm. know i feel like there's vr i think is really where we're going to see this branch out but i think they're testing it and they're working with it on 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 like just regular film cinema whatever you know tv shows now because i mean vr is still so expensive you know zemeckis and spielberg and all those guys are they're all working with it and that's you know just james cameron you know they're all working with it but they're not releasing shit off of it right now you know what i mean (laughs) like right Yeah, everyone I, I seems guess, to be testing it out. Yeah. I, I like the VR and everyone's going for it. Uh, and I, I think the one thing where I have a hard time buying it uh, outside of gaming is, uh, mo- is it, it, especially in movies, is that movies are um, a collective experience, you, you know? Uh, I guess, you like, there's a lot of TV shows that you can watch alone and like go online and you know experience it with other people like game of thrones like a lot of people do that or westworld you know like westworld's like built for that Mm -hmm. you know um and like lost is like that or was like that but uh, but movies I, i don't know like there's something about like going to the theater and sitting with like your family or a bunch of strangers and just like watching star wars together and like everyone is like in on it right in the moment right you know? yeah but with vr that's like gone you know what i mean yeah no that's actually a super good point there's something magical about the story unfolding before you and you don't have a choice of where it goes because you're constantly thinking like i mean that element is still there for like banner snatch because i didn't know where it was going to take me at the same right. time your brain is active in a different way because it's still active yeah, as you're just watching a pixar film you, your brain is still active because you're in tune with what's going on but you also have to have like faith in the filmmaker and it's just kind of magical whereas this is like magical in a different way because it's like you're thinking about at least i was thinking about wow they had to film this two different ways you know like mm-hmm. right it, so it kind of takes you out of the magic of like what you're actually seeing and you see it on a different way. I don't know how to describe that, but like right. I think you're right. I think it's a definite. There's something definite... compelling about VR though, because like uh, the New Year's party we went to, they had VR and we were playing different stuff. And like, there is a connection when you have a bunch definite, of people sitting yeah. around yeah. watching you play and struggle and do things. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> even on a flight simulator, which had yeah. basically no point to it besides the literal ins and outs of flying a plane was like funny to watch yeah you yeah. know and like interesting and like so, those right. scared there's, there's something like to that ones where they come at the you oh, put right. them on and then people get yeah, scared the it, exactly. and it's funny because you're watching your friends get scared you know it's exactly like, so there's something yeah. to that but there also is something to like that experience yeah. of just like going to a theater or something where everyone in theory shuts the hell up and you all watch <laughs> it you all experience the yeah. same thing at the same time and then afterwards you have that moment where you're like oh yeah. my god you know like yeah, you yeah. know, that happened, that was, that was awesome, you know, or I whatever. Think, like, I think it's all about taste. I mean, it's like some families prefer to go to a theme park, right, and experience that right. together. And some families, you know, would prefer to hike. Some prefer to go to a right. movie. Or there are families that like to do everything kind of equal, and they like because of different reasons, you know? Yeah. Um, so, some families just all put on VR sets and go to the theme park <laughs> in VR. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, hey, do you want to ride the roller coaster again? Sure. <laughs> we definitely get, get it. I there. feel safe and at home. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon Go is kind of like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. 
But yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't I don't really know the answer to your question, Keith. Is it going to stay? Is it going to go? I think it just depends on um, how much uh, money it makes Netflix or how how um, how many how, how much buzz Netflix Netflix gets out of this. Um, I they probably make another one. It, it, they probably will make another one because it's been so popular. But I think so. Um, but it it kind of what kind of blows is that what I like about it isn't that it's a choose your own adventure. It's that it works as a Black Mirror choose your own adventure. Like that's what I like about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Is like the theme of it. Um, and I I feel like that's why other people like it too. Yeah, it's it does it does fit their mode or their tone or who they are, and I can see it being hard to translate to different things. But you know, like I said, there are like games that already do it with different genres and stuff. So I mean, I don't know. I'd be I'd be curious to see what the or because now that they've made it and even before that, I'm sure they had multiple other ideas for shows or oh yeah genres or whatever like so i'd be curious to see on their little kind of piece of paper like what else they wrote down to i don't know do an interactive show with but yeah yeah that makes sense and i guess if i had one more thing that i don't like about this (laughs) is that i i feel like it's it's a it could be a tool for netflix or anyone else to basically tell filmmakers that a character can't do this because that like the audience isn't going to like that because oh, hey look at this yeah. data we've collected mm. and audiences are going to like it if you do this that'd be because... so annoying <laughs> like I, I feel like that's yeah like i feel like that's on par with like the whole like hey if your action film has snowmobiles then it's gonna make a lot of money because that's like a thing right now like the in the past like 10 years films like action films with snowmobiles in them have made more money than (laughs) really then yeah so like people are like saying like hey here's the secret ingredient to action films is have a snowmobile scene and it's like well no (laughs) that's 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 not the secret ingredient yeah i feel like an action film been going on with like yeah, all the but, test screenings and stuff, you know. Right, and it's yeah, it's test screenings, but it's like it's like this new level of like, like, hey, your character, people aren't gonna like that, and it's like, now they have like data to back that up, <laughs> you know, like that kind of that kind of sucks for I hate yeah. future filmmakers like uh. if they choose to use that data for that reason data-driven content creation is kind of frustrating in general well because it's a it's a collective like the reason we like art is because it's it's from an individual like that it's from a voice exactly you know but if there's tools to basically say to bring that voice you know to to make a unified voice then that sucks definitely because it it turns bland it becomes really bland really fast when you use you know crowdsourced fucking data for your content right Um, and have you read those like screenplays that robots write they're horrible they're garbage like they're all bad they make no sense (laughs) even if you clean it up to make sense it's dumb (laughs) like they're like maybe something like this would make a robot screenplay better 
you know, I could imagine, but still not good enough to be made. Yeah, well, let's hope not. It's it's funny because <laughs> like I <laughs> when I watched Bandersnatch, I I watched it and the first time I watched it was like about two hours, and the second time I watched it, I just kept going. Like I just like kept choosing different shit and I different stuff because yeah. I wrote down every single option the first time I watched it. Every single option I wrote down what I picked, and then when I did it the second time, I chose the opposite way. And it hmm. there were times where I would go loop around because I was purposefully saying no, no, no. And it was telling me, it was basically telling me to do a certain thing. Making and I do kept stuff, saying, yeah. like, as far as I could, I would say no, no, no. And it got to, it got to places where I, I had definitely not seen before. And I was oh, like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's like this little, like little things like, you know, do you know Pax? The monster? Yeah. Like you, yeah. I, you get to see him. Do you see him? Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah. was cool. And there's like other little things like um I don't want to spoil too much, but like did you get there the there's one character that kind of knows that that is aware of what's happening with the choices. And in when sometimes the film will like flash back uh and that character will like know stuff already. Yeah. Like that character has been watching with you yeah. sort of a thing. There was that. Did you see that option at one point where, in the counseling or in the counselor's office, that it becomes um, something different? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did that. Okay, because cool. that was awesome. Yeah, because like yeah. I, because the first time I watched, the first time I went, it was like two, almost two hours long. I didn't get that option at all, and then the second time, I got it. Oh, you got it. And I was like, did oh, you? What the fuck? Did you jump out of the window or did you do the other the one? The first time I fought her, the second time I threw out you went out the window. Out. Yeah. Um Yeah, that surprised me. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, all that all that stuff, like Keith, you were talking about how cheesy, like, oh I, I think this might turn out very cheesy. There's definitely some like moments that are very cheesy, but it's so self aware that it works. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. It's hard to explain. But, it's hard to explain, but once you like get in the context of it, it's like if if they didn't know what they were doing, this would be not very interesting. Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll have to check it out. It's funny. Probably. I spent like that. I spent like you know close to five hours or more just like messing around with it, and then like the next day, I watched like this 1930s film made in German in Germany by gw paps and it's like it still like hold my attention just as much as this new you know um interactive you know choose your own story film and i just it made me think you know kind of like what you said earlier jacob just like how a film that was made almost 90 years ago was just as powerful to me as a film that was made you know this in the last year that was hmm. like an interactive you know what i mean like they're so different but like it's, it's still not new yeah it's not as new as you'd think it, it is yeah i don't know there's just something about like just it just made me think about story and just think about like craftsmanship you know what i mean and like right i don't know but it was, it's it's super interesting how you can take like the newest things that are being done with film and the oldest things that have been done in film and just like how um for me 
how still relevant the old stuff is you know oh, what yeah. i mean right. like Always, uh, yeah no i'm totally i'm totally with that which is sad because uh, so many people like probably most people that are born after 2000 <laughs> um yeah. aren't, 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 fucking aren't idiots. watching silent there, you're talking about all the fucking <laughs> idiots they're not watching silent films they're not watching black and white movies and stuff oh, you know and I, I feel like these sort of things are, are kind of can become gimmicky and they're going to gravitate right. towards that shit and not not appreciate a lot of the other stuff without the being without being hipsters you know what i mean Right. No, that, I think that's totally fair. But I thought you know? I thought that and was interesting for me as as someone you know I grew up in, uh, you know I was born in '91 and uh, I grew up watching Adam Sandler and um, <laughs> watching Peter Pan. Yeah, you, you know, like on repeat. Um, and then I watched a Chris Nolan movie and my mind was blown. I was like, "Whoa, this is cool." Yeah. <laughs> um, and but but and before that like i had seen some older films but like even films like um that scorsese's one with are you talking to me what's that one the uh oh taxi driver de niro taxi driver yeah even that i was like i know this is great but it's still like too old you know for me um and that was when that was when i first watched it you know? so it was like like this is like a little too old and that's not even black and white i liked wizard of oz though that was mm. i thought that was good um well you liked lawrence of arabia and that was old that's about and i, I love lawrence of arabia well i'm talking about myself like oh i see, I see. In, in my teens yeah. right now uh but uh but it took some time for me to learn how to watch these older oh, films okay. and appreciate them um and understand like the filmmaking behind them and i think now i can watch this stuff and kind of it gives me a little bit more perspective on uh you know that stuff yeah, yeah so i i guess what i'm saying this is a very long-winded response <laughs> but what i'm saying is um that i think that you're right that fucking dumbasses born after 2000 uh will gravitate Jeez. towards the gimmicky stuff but i feel like the the good ones will come around you know yeah they'll, they'll the, eventually they'll see like oh this is like this you know and i think naturally they'll do that uh especially because there's so much stuff out there they can go see yeah. and uh, you know we're getting more and more ways to watch that stuff and there's there's uh we're, we're uh, ideally we'd have more time in our day you know maybe we could start doing the 30 hour work weeks or something you know in the future but um yeah i don't i don't know yeah there's, uh i feel like the good ones will figure it out yeah and then everyone else can just you know, or something. for sure. <laughs> like, for like sure. the thief is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, cool. So we're gonna wrap it up. Move on to our pitch. Um, yeah, that was a good. That was good there. So uh, stick around after the break uh, for our pitches, which will be Black Mirror inspired plots.
Welcome back. This is the Back to Back Pitch Fest, where we each have 30 seconds to pitch a plot to a movie based on this week's topic, and we vote on who's is best. Uh, like I said before the break, uh, we are doing Black Mirror-inspired plots. Um, trying to pull up my timer here. Uh, so I think we got kind of jumbled up in the last, past couple of times I went first, so Jacob's going to go first uh, oh, shit. this week. <laughs> uh, so what's your title? All right, my title is An Inventor, an Aristocrat, and a Fugitive Alive on an Archipelago. <laughs> Jeez. I wonder where that came from. Uh, say it one more time. An Inventor, an Aristocrat, and a Fugitive Alive on an Archipelago. Cool. Say that five times right. fast. <laughs> Good um, luck. Are you ready? Uh, sure. Okay. And Go. A fugitive washes up on an archipelago filled with people dressed in old-fashioned clothes. They don't acknowledge his existence, leading him to believe that he's a ghost. He meets, or rather sees, a depressed French aristocrat and falls in love with her. He discovers that the people here are all projections coming from an island-wide 3D projection machine invented by the aristocrat's ex-boyfriend. The fugitive finds the machine and records himself onto the projection so he can live with the aristocrat for eternity. Oh shit! Wow. <laughs> wow. Fuck! Wow, that's a good one. God damn it! Um, sucks. <laughs> man. Um. Okay. Byron. God damn it! What's Mine's more time? like a starting off point. I doesn't have like a cool fleshed out shit like that. <laughs> damn it! Okay, it's called Synapse. Synapse. Okay, are you ready? Synapse. Uh, uh, I am ready. Okay, and go. A young woman working for a telephone provider as a day job goes home to design a new type of cell phone, a cell phone that serves as a second brain of sorts for the service subscriber. She needs help coding a particular app system on the device, so she finds a hacker named Vexed to do it for her. Unbeknown to her, Vexed plants an unbreakable virus that emotes a signal that drives the owner to suicide via connection to their brain and the cell phone. Two years later, when her phone is a success, Vexed's app switches on. Oh. Oh. Wow, I like how each one of ours <laughs> is going to be very different. Right. <laughs> cool. All right. <clears throat> there is that. Um, so mine is Black Mirror 2184. 2184. Okay. Yeah. 2184. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and go. The colloquial Black Mirror no longer exists as anything that is a screen is always on due to technological advances. Kim works at a factory as a maintenance worker for robots when one day she encounters a dead screen and the Black Mirror of legend, sending her on an obsessive investigation into the men behind the curtain that control all of society. Oh, shit. Whoa. Wow. Short and sweet. Damn, they are so different. <laughs> they are different. And Keats went, like, meta, almost. With like, Yeah, it did go uh, meta. Yeah, really using that black mirror. Which black mirror? Very meta. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's meta. It's meta meta. It's meta meta. <laughs> meta, meta. All right. Jacob. Well, gosh, this is really hard. I like I like both. Um, you don't have to lie about that. I know you like I both. like... I like... <laughs> I don't like heats. <laughs> I just figured. Um, I like both. I think I think they're both good. I, I, I like... Uh, I like Keats with with its meta qualities but also there's like this weird like like it's almost like the monolith from 2001 oh, you know yeah. the, with the black mirror thing so it's like this weird like trippy 
like 2001 journey or something um so some kind of like uh like you know artifact almost like a black mirror is an artifact from the past or something uh that like unlocks you know something uh which is cool i like that um and then keith's i or uh byron's i like uh yours too but you know what i'm just i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna go with keith's on this cool. one just because yeah the second you said black like there are no black mirrors anymore I, it sent chills down my spine you know <laughs> so then I, I was like oh he wins right. <laughs> just right Dang. then and there i think that's when i had decided cool that oh. you won. Awesome. all right sweet so you take the cake dope all right iron um i god damn it it's tough um i really do like balls um I hadn't thought of it like the way way you said for Keats about like the monolith. That's kind of that's actually makes it even cooler. Um, oh shit! I Thanks for selling it. I, I, <laughs> I think I'll have to go with Jacobs. I really yeah, like yeah. the idea of someone having to record themselves in that way. They're like sacrificing their true self for like a love, which is like romantic, but it's also like very disturbing. You know what I mean? Like, like it's. Which I kind of like that. I like the duality of that. It's like it's 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 done through a nice reason. It's for a nice reason, but it's right. But it's fucked up. <laughs> like, it's a it's a happy ending, but it's he, not a happy. But it's ending. not. Yeah, because yeah, he's not. It's not really. It wouldn't really be him. It'd just be a projection of him. So like to be able. To, I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting concept, and I'd like to see that explored. So it's kind of, I don't know. I just I, I liked how personal it was. Um, so that's I guess that's my main reason. Nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> nice. Um, oh shit. Big decisions. <laughs> big decisions. I feel like I want to tie it up. <laughs> um, no. Uh, Byron, you're just solid, uh, but Jacob came out swinging with one of his better plots yeah. in recent times, so I'm going to have to hey, buddy. give it to Jacob and give him this win this week. Um, <laughs> it definitely, yeah, it just I was surprised by yeah. uh, by it, so which is always a good thing, I think. So, um, but I do, I do like both of these. I think they're both. I just it's so crazy how different we each picked yeah. technology. That's, I mean, similar, obviously, but, like, it's a different piece of obvious yeah. technology. I think it, um, it'd be so I, cool to work on any of these projects. I right? Think, like, Yours gave me, like, cool. cyberpunk ideas, too. Kind of reminds me of, like, Neuromancer and stuff. Oh. Kind of that, like, I don't know, that type yeah. of thing. But, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I don't know. Jacob just kind of came out of left field with yeah, his. Yeah, that was so. great. Well, I, w I will say that mine is a, um, it, it's, it's a pretty strong... A strong loose adaptation of a of a novel um, called cool. the invention of Morel a really good novel um, very short but uh, yeah I want to say I've so, heard of that it was almost like it's inspired other things before like I want to I want to it has it's 90s I'm pretty sure it inspired Lost. I can't remember what oh, year it okay. came out, but I want to say it was before then. Okay. I want to say it was the. It was like in the forties or something. Okay, it was like yeah. way before it should. The invention have of morale. Come. That sounds so familiar. It um it it, it I want to say it inspired the show Lost 
And the only reason I'm saying that is because there's a shot when they're in the hatch in like season two, um, where one of the characters is reading that like in downtime. Mm. So I want to say, and, and because it's so similar to that show Lost anyways. Yeah, because um, Lost is like an island, right? It's an island yeah. and it's like with the others and the, the whole book is like that too. Um, so mine is like pretty similar to that, but I think it's different you definitely, to, Yeah, you definitely put like a Black Mirror twist on it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, there really isn't yeah. anything original anymore. So it's, it, There really is. Yeah, so it's cool that you combined like two different things and made it your own. Right. Yeah. Definitely. All right, Jacob takes this win this week. Bring oh, yeah. a little Not bit surprised. closer. A little bit Not closer. surprised in, in the least bit. I think I'm two ahead of Byron, <laughs> I think, still. Sweet. And then Jacob yeah. is like one or two. I think you might be one behind him now or something. Closing the gap. Closing the gap. Slowly. Slowly closing <laughs> the gap. <laughs> really, really, it's just I, I'm so good at catering to, uh, to you guys. I know how to win, but then I got to do a couple for me. <laughs> in there too well, that you guys yeah, don't vote for the ones that you do for yourself are definitely <laughs> noticeable <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you guys i just i know you guys your guys's taste so well you know well, yeah i'm just i'm an expert on the two of you so it's just a nice way of byron saying your taste is bad <laughs> <laughs> well i think my taste is is more matured you know it's like um uh-uh. Like you guys like your grape juice, and I'm into my into my wine. You know, <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one sit. <laughs> I I, I would don't know. say your humor is eighth grade at best. <laughs> That's why eighth grade was on the top of his list. <laughs> uh, I it, it is something that I strive towards. Just being in eighth grade, um, I would like to one day finish seventh grade so I can. Join the ranks of the eighth grader. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, if you have any questions or opinions, go ahead and send us an email, b2bfilmspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you like the show, please take some time, take a tiny amount of time just to rate and review the show uh, wherever you listen to it. Uh, it helps others find us, helps us grow. Hugely appreciate that. Um, this coming year, it'd be fun to kind of set up some more things in regards to reviews, rating and reviews and stuff, and get some interactions, maybe do some giveaways or something. Oh, yeah, um, we haven't done a giveaway in a while. Yeah. Um, also, follow us on Letterboxd at Jacob Fultz, Byron Gwet, G-O-U-E-T-T-E, Hyperion Creator for me. Uh, next episode, we will be doing Byron's birthday episode. Um, it'll be just after your birthday, I believe. Yeah. Uh, when it gets released with your picks, which are Solo, or The 120 Days of Sodom, and The Great Beauty. Uh, another, again, since for previous episodes I said this too, warning for Solo. Um, it's not everyone's, it's not going to be everyone's movie, type <laughs> of movie. It'll be pretty intense, so um, probably more intense than most people have ever watched, so just, just be aware. Um, <laughs> but recommended. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> or it's supposed to be a good movie. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's supposed to be a good movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, check out those uh, for next week. And thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.